for tuning in to the 366th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, Alex, Daryl, D-Lane, as always, wherever you are, however you may be listening, I want to thank you for making me and this show part of your day, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, our radio, SoundCloud, whatever podcasting network platform, you may be listening to me via being recorded from Buffalo, New York, as always, gonna have my brother, my guy, Scotty Johnson on the show to talk everything NBA, we're gonna get into a lot of stuff. Haven't had Scotty on the pod in about a month, maybe a month and a half. Uh, so it's good to have Scotty on. We're going to talk a lot of basketball, talk exciting teams, players, thoughts on some storylines percolating certain teams. Steph Curry uh, broke Ray Allen's three-point record tonight, so we'll dive into that as well. Now, before I get to the conversation with me and Scotty, first-time listener, thank you. But subscribe and follow right now. Also share this podcast with your friends and family, whether it be via Reddit threads, Facebook groups, etc., etc. Also, check on the description below. Specifically on Spotify, I have it all time stamped. Uh, all parts of the show segmented, right? On Spotify, you can click on it and it will go right there. It's for your convenience. Follow me on Twitter, at NightTrain underscore Lane. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Type in Daryl Lane and you will find me. I post three to five minute clips of this podcast right here as well as my syndicate show Outside the Shop, which I do almost daily. And lastly, if you have Apple or iTunes, they give me five stars and a great review. And for some odd reason, you don't like the podcast, then worry not. Just don't say anything. A thing. Zeta, nada, nada, nada. No complaint. Nothing. Because you know what your mama told you. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And cut up next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to have Scotty Johnson to talk some NBA. Cut up next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have my brother, Scotty Johnson. How you doing, Scotty? I haven't had you on in like like a month-ish? Yeah, about a month. But other, but, but now that you're there, I'm doing good, bro. Um, got a lot to go over, I see, huh? <laughs> we, we got plenty to talk about. So first, let's start with this. Uh, Steph Curry just passed Ray Allen for the most three-pointers made in NBA history. When Ray Allen retired, because this was kind of in our generation, right? Like, we were about high schoolish when Ray Allen retired. Did you ever think that we'd see somebody pass him this soon? Mm, maybe not this soon, but I definitely would have thought somebody. Like, that's something that... Eventually would have been broken, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought like Steph Curry would have just came out of nowhere and did what he did. Like that's one thing I can't say. Like, it was really shocking. He did it in five minutes. Then he had to hit two threes and then like fast. So I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that we're gonna see a shooter like Steph in a 
in a minute, in a long time, because that's that's something that's special. Because he's not just broken; he's gonna break it by a long shot. It's gonna be tough to break that. And the also the interesting thing too is when you think about this, it took like about a decade for Ray to pass Reggie, right? Till Reggie's record was broken. So maybe you would think it would be that kind of uh, time frame. But with Stefan, you're right about this. He might put this out of reach. Is that not possible? He could put this out of reach for anybody? Could you see anybody ever passing Steph? Maybe Trey Young, maybe. Because, you know, as they say, like, evolution of the sport, people get better. Like, records are made to be broken. I do think, like, you know, eventually somebody might come along and break Steph's record. Maybe it might not be in our, you know, it might not be in our generation. It might be the next one. It might be, you know, when we're older and old. But I do think eventually, you know, Somebody will. It will be touched. But what's crazy is he is going to have it like five long shots. It's going to take. It's going to take a lot. You're going to have to at least shoot ten threes again and make at least like forty-four. You got to make at least like four again by like ten to ten. But that's what most of these players are taking anyway. Most of these like players with the gray like to shoot these type of shots. They're taking about like eight, nine threes. So. I think it will. I think it will get broken because it's going to be a new league, like in the future, that's based more around the three-point game. I guess my thing is too. When you mentioned Trey Young, uh, I don't think Trey's ever going to be. Like, I don't think there's a, a currently a player in the league that will pass Steph. Maybe there's somebody who's five years old right now in uh, California, right? That's going to be the person to pass Steph. But I don't think there's any player in the NBA currently because even Trey Young. Trey Young's nowhere near as efficient as Steph. Like that's also how Steph's doing this. Yeah, but it, it, he's not efficient either. He just takes a lot. They're both like just high volume shooters. Steph's like, extremely efficient. I mean, what's Steph shooting? Steph's like forty percent. Because I think at that age, Trey Young is a better scorer. He's a better scorer, but I'm talking about being a better shooter. I don't know if he's ever been a better shooter than Steph. But as far as three-point shooting, they, both, they shoot about the same. Both kind, but they both, both Steph about 40%, Trey Young about 35, about 30. And he younger. That's what I'm saying. Like, he younger. It took Steph, what, six, seven, eight, seven, eight years, like, to get to where he's at. Like, Trey Young, that's why I say maybe. That's the only person that I could see. Like, I would, I, if I could answer that, that was the last question you asked me, he's the only person I could see. Because he's young. And he's already a better schooler. Once he started knocking down the threes, and he got the, got the, the skills to do it, once he started knocking down the threes at a consistent rate, it's over with. Do you think Trey Young will? Or would you say probably not, though? It's still a blank canvas. He's still got a blank canvas. Because this is only, what, his fourth year? Third year? This is about his fourth year. He's still a blank canvas. And he's, like, what, 22? So... He got a long way to go. I do I do think he got the potential to do it, though. His ceiling is still, like, you know, there's not even the best Trey Young that we're going to see. I think it's still another level to him. So LeBron called Steph a once-in-a-lifetime basketball player, which is high praise considering LeBron James is a once-in-a-lifetime basketball player. When you look at Steph, Scotty, how special is it to watch him do what he does? Um, It's very special because... I like the quote Steve Kerr used, the, the, the comparison to Michael Jordan, not like in play style or anything like that. But, he, but basically, Steve Kerr was saying that 
when you do something great so consistently, like every single night, night in, night out, no matter what you're doing, no matter if it's on football, basketball, working a computer, like no matter what you're doing, like it, 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 it becomes like, like you're used, you get used to it basically. And, with, and like you're watching great. That's how you know you're watching great. It's like you just, you know, a great, a good game for him. It's probably like bad to us, but a great you feel what I'm saying? Like a great great to, a great game to us that he probably had probably good to him. So like I guess the point I'm trying to make is that like Steph Curry is definitely like a once in a generational player. Like same with LeBron, same with Michael Jordan, same with Kobe, same with Shaq. Like it's just certain players they come along and bring something that you're not gonna see, like it's not gonna be reciprocated. If it is reciprocated, it's gonna be hard to reciprocate it. Just like with Michael Jordan and how he changed like the whole two guard dynamic. You got Kobe, you got Vince Carter, a whole bunch of two guards came under that like, under that that Michael Jordan umbrella that like was athletic, dominant, scoring, defensive, and it still wasn't this. It still wasn't Michael Jordan. So, and that's what made it once in a lifetime. Same with Steph. Like it's not just, and it's not just that he hits threes at at the rate that he hits them. It's how he's in them, shooting forty feet from behind the three. People contested contested him most of the time. Like most of the threes he take are bad threes. They just happen to go in, and he has the green light because he's Stephen Curry. So I agree with LeBron and Steve Curry. Like it's definitely like we're watching greatness. It's definitely gonna be missed. When you talk about like the most special players or the most unique players that you've ever watched, where would you put him in that radius? He's definitely probably be like in the Mount Rushmore or like a top three for sure. So who would be on your list? If I had to do a Mount Rushmore, it would have to be Jordan, LeBron, Steph, maybe Allen Ivers. It's going to be a toss-up between AI and Kobe. Because Kobe is influential too, but AI had just about, that's just about the same impact, you know, so. Yeah, just in that, a different way. I, I, I agree with you there. So, yeah, that would be my top, that would be my top five. Kobe, AI, LeBron, Steph, and Jordan. As far as impact and like how they brought to the game. And when you look at this, I mean, you you are seeing the influence in these guards. When we see the Lucas, the the, the Trey Youngs, even Damian Lillard, these hall these high volume guards that are just shooting all these crazy threes, and and Steph has been a catalyst for that. Like, and his three total just keeps going up year after year after year. And I think part of that is just how. He's kind of changed the game, and he's in the MVP conversation. Yeah, you, we, we, did nobody see this coming. You know, like small guard out of Davidson who had, you know, ankle problems early in his career. That's like one. Excuse my French, but that's a hell of a bounce back. Like that's one heck of a bounce back. And you kind of like because Steph still, I think, still doesn't get the respect from the greats. And he's not up there as like with the greats, but I think after this season, if he wins the MVP and if they make it to the finals, Steph might if they win, that that argument for best point guard ever might is gonna pop up. It's definitely gonna pop up. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he's the best, but it's definitely that's definitely gonna be the debate. And he's entrenched that number two, right? Yep. He's entrenched, like there's no debate. Uh, so you'd have him over AI and Oscar and those guys. Yeah. Excuse me, not AI, Isaiah Thomas, IT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Magic, yeah. Yeah. So just Magic, he's just looking up at Magic at this point. Yeah, I think Magic won three MVP, so it'd be tied. Magic had five final. I mean, I think it'd be... It's an interesting discussion. Uh, Steph already had three three titles and he won in an era where he wasn't even considered the best player in the world. Well, he was to some, really to go to state fans, but to most basketball players, Steph weren't even like top five. So I think you got to put him in your top five. He's definitely on that LeBron KD tier because he's the only one that has the impact he has. I got the wins with the numbers to prove it. So. Yeah, he's the third best. And I was actually looking at this, and I'm going to come out with a list sometime. Uh, he's the third best player of uh, the 2010s. Yeah. LeBron, yeah. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. And P- and I think, Kawhi, you know, I love Kawhi Leonard, but I'm looking at them. From 2010 to 2020, Kawhi was not better than Stephen Curry. That's because he barely played. He could play consistently, that'd be an argument. But no, I, yeah, I agree. But that's part of Steph Curry. He's always there. He's always there. That's... But he but he was hurt too early. Like, he was another one. That, that's why I said it's kind of like one that bounced back. Then nobody see this. Like, then nobody see the Steph Curry and the other state warriors coming. Like, I don't care what anybody say. Like, unless you was Mark Jackson, you was part of that friend. But then nobody see this coming. You know, I always say this. It went from... And even Clay and Draymond too went from okay, the Warriors are a cute little team, they're a competitive first round matchup to the next year. It's like whoa, what happened here? Steph Curry is one of the best players in the NBA, and then it went from the next year in 2016, where he had that unanimous MVP season. They're chasing 73 wins, where people are saying like, is Steph Curry better than LeBron James? And needless to say, in that conversation, people were already saying Steph Curry was better than Kevin Durant. Yep, yep, yep. That's when. That's when all that's all that started, but rightfully so. And you remember that, Scott. Like, people were having a debate. Steph Curry or LeBron, right? Like, that was a conversation. That was a legit conversation. And that's why you got to put him in your top three because he's the only one that's been able. Not even not Kevin Durant. Remember, Kevin Durant had to go join that team. Because people say KD was their best player, but I don't think they won those championships without Steph. I don't, think, I don't even think Golden State go to the finals those years without Steph. And KD, like, but I think Steph was definitely more of a important like piece to that team. Steph makes players better. He brings the best out of guys in ways that very few players, I think, in NBA history ever have. And what I also think is interesting about him is the rebirth of his career. Uh, after KD left, only played like 10, 15 games, right? Something like that. The Warriors have one of the worst records in the NBA. And everybody's wondering... Is this over for Steph Curry? Should he consider playing with the Lakers and LeBron James? People were saying stuff uh, like that. How good can Steph Curry still be? Is Steph Curry good enough to be the best player on a championship team? That though, that was the narrative. That's what people were saying about Steph Curry. And now, we saw him last year have a great season. We see him just uptick it. And the Warriors are back to the Warriors. And Steph Curry's like, what, 33? And he's having an MVP year. That isn't normal. People forget Steph Curry started this buzz without Kevin without Kevin Durant. Like I think that and I always listen to my man Chris Musar say this. We got robbed to actually see what Steph Curry can really do like by itself. Like for five years. I mean yeah, for five years, well three years by itself. 
Because those last three, he could have, I think he could have did something special coming off of like the two seasons he just had prior. So from 2016, 17, 2019, the years with Kevin Durant, you take Kevin Durant out, what Steph could have been. I think he probably would have won another MVP. But that's something that we'll never know because, you know, that's just how things work. I mean, would he be your favorite to win MVP right now? Yes. It's him and Kevin Durant. Those are my top two. Because KD's been efficient, too. That's that's what you call efficient. (laughs) Kevin Durant. Quickly, uh, before we take a break, uh, Draymond Green said he was the best defender in NBA history. What are your thoughts when he says that? I mean, I think it's just Draymond being Draymond, you know. You got to have, like, you got to think you're the best to believe you're the best in what you do. And I think Draymond was just speaking from a place of, you know, just a place of confidence. Not even, like, no arrogant, not to be cocky, but that's just how you feel. Do I think he's the greatest defender ever? No, but he's definitely like up there. He's was he better? Is he better all time than Kawhi on defense? It doesn't matter. They're both about the same. They both about the same. It's kind of like your choice of who you pick because Kawhi got two defensive players of the year, but Draymond got one. And I've seen Draymond guard all five positions in like one possession, like repeatedly though, like every switch, whoever he switched on, he guard no matter. I never seen Kawhi. Kawhi is more on ball, more on ball, like not switching. Like Draymond is definitely like what you call like a a dog, straight dog. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break and then cut up next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're gonna talk about some trade rumors going around the association. Cut up next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we still have Scotty Johnson with us. So, a lot of rumors, a lot of talk is swirling in the air about Damian Lillard. People are saying that he wants out. Dame's saying that if you didn't hear from me, it's not true. Neil O'Shea, their GM, he's out after, like, a very controversial investigation that went on. I don't want to delve too much into that. People can look that up if they want to. Uh, but the Blazers organization is, is in a state of flux right now. Their record's been awful uh, so far to this point in the season. What do you make of the whole situation there in Portland, Scotty? Well, I'm not sure what's up with the, the, the general manager situation, so I don't even know what I'm going to leave that As far as, like, with Dane, he probably do want to – a part of him probably do feel bad, like, I ain't going to say you feel bad, but you probably, like, thinking about staying. Because, I don't, Portland just, you know, it's one of them teams where it's like, you know, they're you know they're going to have a good year, but you know they're not going to win anything. So, it's like, you know, like, who wins? Yeah, it's wasted years, but I think it's just for some players, like, it just don't be in the cards, like, for you to win, like, right away. Do I think he should leave? Probably. Yeah, because that'll probably better his chance of winning. But as far as, like, the stories that's coming out, that could be either he talking to somebody or, you know, that's just 
it's just messy right now, and it's just a bad situation. But Dame doesn't strike me as the one that you know do that type of stuff. I think for the most part, you're gonna try to keep things professional. But if he requests a trade, then you know, hey, you Portland, you gotta do what you gotta do. If Portland doesn't make the playoffs, do you think he's gone this offseason? Yeah, because in 2019, they just made it to uh, Western Conference Finals, and they haven't been back since. The year before that, they got bounced out in the first round. The year before they made it to the Western Conference Finals, they got put out in the first round. So after 2019, they were expecting to make a leap. They got put out by the Lakers in the first round in 2020. And then last season that just passed, they got put out by Dallas. So A Nuggets. Denver. With nobody but Nikola Jokic. And if I'm Portland, you know, I'm trying to, if we go, we're going to have to make a decision on whether we're going to still try to compete now or, you know, go into the field because you got to, you got to keep your best player happy. I was just having a conversation with this about somebody like, Eric, there's a tear in like, in life, even in the workplace, like, Certain people are going to be granted certain, like, access to certain things based on how, you know, how well they perform. And Dame is one of them players where, like, you got to compensate for him because he's a person that's going to, you know, make sure he do what he do. He's going to do his job. And if, you know, things not, if things not working out, you know, you got to make a decision. If I was Portland, I'd probably, you know, put some thought. I'd do what the Cavs did. Put some thought into it and, you know, make moves now. That way you won't be in a bad position. Because we learned our lesson from the second time LeBron, I mean, from the first time LeBron left us. We retraded our whole roster just to stack up on draft picks just so, just in case he did leave, we our draft picks. And it's turned out that was a good, was a good move. Why do you think Portland's been so bad this year? Like, I, I was just looking at the standings. They're just outside of the uh, playing games. Like, they're like the 11th seed in the West. If you look at everything that's going on, you know, just with the team as a whole, I think that just plays a role. And I think it's just not, you know, as far as this season, it's just not, you know, a healthy environment right now. Especially with everything that's going on, like with Dame and, like, the, the GM. It's unfortunate, you know, it's looking kind of messy on the outside looking in. We don't know what's going on, but on the outside looking in, it's looking kind of messy, and that can spread to the team. And and not to, and also, you got to big up the other teams in the West, too. There's other teams that got better, too. Phoenix got better. You know, Memphis got better. Like, you still got the Clippers that's, you know, being the Clippers, the Lakers, like, you still, you know, there's other teams that still have to compete as well, too. So, I, I think Portland, though, you know, it's just, it's looking messy. So, I want to read you this report. This is reportedly what Damian Lillard wants. He wants, uh, high. he has high interest in playing with several defensive-minded wing players. He mentioned Ben Simmons, Jalen Brown, and Aaron Gordon. Uh, which one of those three would work the best in Portland? Probably Ben Simmons. Portland, Ben Simmons. And how about between Jalen Brown and Aaron Gordon? Aaron Gordon not leaving Denver. You're not giving away Aaron Gordon. But I wouldn't think he worked better. I think because I think 
as far as defense, you want somebody that defense. Ben Simmons was just almost defensive player of the year last year. I think people forget that. All defensive team, what, three times, two times? I think that, and eventually I do think he's going to get a defensive player of the year. Like if he, they keep him in the lead, they don't blackball him. But I just say, I think Ben Simmons just, and then for that team, they don't have like a guy that's that big that can defend, that would be able to defend. Like men could be a power forward and he could still bring the ball up to transition. He could still finish in transition. And then still guard like people that, you know, they probably can't guard. So I go with Ben Simmons. You can't go wrong with all three, though. Like, you can't go wrong. But I just think for their team, because then if they get like a Jalen Brown, like, then that's just another, that's basically another CJ McCullough. Probably a better defender, but as far as scoring, basically, it's another CJ McCullough. But I would take either Aaron or Ben Simmons because they're forwards. They're big, they're big people. They can, you know, spread the floor better. So, I mean, Jalen can play three. Yeah, but Ben can play one, two, one, two, three, four, and four. Maybe five. Like, Eric Gordon isn't that versatile, but he probably can guard four, one, one, two, three, four. Jalen Brown can't guard a four and a five. He can probably guard a three, up to a three, but not none powerful in the center. Gundier had does Damian Lillard stay with the Blazers? Uh, is he ever is he traded this year? Trade that line. Wait, Damian Lillard. Yes. No, 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 no. Do you think the Blazers will make a move? Will they make a trade? Like, will CJ yeah, be gone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might not get rid of CJ neither, though. But they're gonna definitely try to make a move to get you know to try to keep him to stay. But I, I, it'd be hard for me to see him in the Trailblazers jersey next year, though. I do think that something's going to happen in the summer. Nothing going to happen by the deadline. I don't think Portland's in a position, though, like to where like they feel like they could, they have to trade one way at the deadline. I think they're going to keep them. So now I want to go to this. Uh, the Lakers, uh, Russell Westbrook. Is it time for the Lakers to look at trading Russell Westbrook? There have been some reports that potentially that has been discussed at some points. Would you be fine with that? This is music to my ears. This is news to me. You said the Lakers trading Westbrook. Yes. It's that's been a, discussed reportedly. It's been discussed. That's a rumor. That's that, yeah. You just got the man though. See, I don't like that type of stuff, but I wouldn't. And then they get mad when players. Yeah, I, I think that's it's foul. Because you brought him in for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, and I do think I don't think Russell Westbrook's the issue. I don't think, you know, like, I don't think you trade away Russell Westbrook. Like, unless you can get a Damian Lillard. What about a Ben Simmons? No. You got to get Ben and somebody else, some other, some change. Because by Ben not being able to shoot and having that reputation of not being able to shoot, that kind of like, it messes up his trade value, but it doesn't at the same time. He's still an all-star, you know, three-time defensive player of the year. I mean, not three-time, three-time all-defensive. Like, he still got some leverage, but not too much. And then Russell Westbrook, that's somebody you can get, like, two, three players for. So, like, yeah. Would I trade Russell Westbrook? No. I would try to keep him because that big th- I do believe that big three can compete and has a shot at going to the finals. But I don't think trading Westbrook could be the, 
is the issue. I think their problem is Anthony Davis. I think he's playing hurt. I think he's hurt because he's not moving the way he used to move. So I don't think trading Westbrook could bring anything unless you get like the same type of quality guard back. And I don't think no team is gonna is willing to give up their guards for Russell Westbrook. Now I was looking at this too. Uh, reportedly, and this is from Sham Sharini, uh, the Lakers are pursuing Jeremiah Grant of the Detroit Pistons. Uh, and they're just doing their due diligence off they could bring him there. I don't know if that would have involved Russell. It might have to. If they were able to get a 3 and D wing like him, how much of an impact do you think that would make for LA? It'd probably make him a little bit better on defense, but they already cool on the on the shooting side and the defense side. Well, Trevor Reza hurt, but a lot of that stays defensive anchor though. Like they got the person Eddie can shoot. Like they got the person Nell. It's just they hurt. I don't think like that puts them over the hump. I think that just you know they're gonna be in the same position where they get somebody like that because they got players that can do what he does. Because if he get there, he's gonna still be he's gonna be what Westbrook is. He's gonna be the third option. So. I don't think that, yeah, I don't think that move puts a move down. Would you keep this Lakers roster as is, Scotty? Yeah. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah. I would keep, I wouldn't change anything. I think that, because, like I said, Anthony Davis is the only player that's like, I think he's, like I said, I think he's playing hurt because when you watch him play, he's stiff. He's not as aggressive as he was the first year. Their first year playing, it was literally LeBron and AD. Like, they were winning games just off of them two alone. And this year, it's, it's taking a little bit more. So, I'm, eh. I, if I'm the, I, I definitely, I trust, I trust it. I definitely still trust it, but it's looking it's looking great. They're gonna have to get it together, but I, I definitely still trust it though. Right now, I still trust it. So the Philadelphia seventy sixers, they're looking at trading Ben Simmons. Uh the rumors have been heating up. Uh it's been reported by Sham Serini that here's some teams that are interested in uh Ben. You have the Knicks, Lakers, Timberwolves, Trailblazers, Kings. Pacers and Cavaliers. Do any could any of those teams offer something that would be enticing enough for Philadelphia to cut bait with Ben? Yeah, the Cavs. <laughs> no, I'm talking. Um, the Cavs. Oh, don't. Evan Mobley. I'm sure they we, would love Mobley. We don't. Nah. <laughs> I was about to say. I was about to say we don't. We're not. We're not. We don't got like the type of players they'd probably be looking for. Man, the things again. Knicks, Lakers, Timberwolves, Trailblazers, Kings, and Pacers. Those are a lot of teams. Hmm. I'd like to see him in L.A. I think the Lakers, they need somebody like that. And they got the people, that, they got the personnel they can trade for but that's but that's uh, that's that's unlikely though. He's more likely to go to a team like Minnesota or Sacramento or like Indiana or somewhere. Could you finagle Carl Anthony Towns for Ben Simmons? You probably could, but like I said, is what makes the situation what makes it hard for Philly to get rid of him is 
because it's how the way they treated him in the playoffs. So, and how the way he played in the playoffs, not how the way they treated him, but how the way he played in the playoffs, and how the way he is in the fourth. Like, I, I. But here's why. you do it, but I don't think you know. Tyrese Maxey has been playing pretty serviceable. You would agree, right? Say that again. Tyrese Maxey has been playing pretty serviceable. You would agree with that, correct? Eh, what's serviceable? What's serviceable? Solid. Like what you mean by solid? Average starting point guard in the NBA. Okay. Yeah, you play like that. We know Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony, we talked about Damon Lillard not being long in Portland. Carl Anthony Towns is not long for Minnesota, correct? Yeah. Why not get ahead of that? Ben for Carl Anthony Towns. Can Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid play together? No. You don't think they can? No. Why not? One of them is going to have to turn into a spot-up shooter. Carl Anthony Towns can do that. That's all he does anyway. And no, it's not gonna work. Right, and that that that, that clearly doesn't win. So no, that doesn't not gonna work. On paper, is good, but I don't think it's. Gonna work. Is there any way that you can make it work? You could try, but I doubt it. And the only way I, the only reason why it probably would work because they're in the East. But I don't think I think chemistry is a, is an issue. But like what I was saying about the Ben Simmons thing, though, like I don't think anybody like trade like just one player like that, like. Yeah, what I'm saying, like, I, I agree. I would definitely, like, if you could finagle it, I'd definitely do it. I agree with the trade, but it's just been Simmons, bro. Like, if I know you can't shoot, you can't make four-quarter free, like, you know, you feel me? Like, I'm going to need a little bit more to replace Cat if I'm giving up Cat. I need more than that if I'm like, you ain't going to be able to make free throws in the fourth quarter. You have a player under contract who can't leave Minnesota, which is a dumpster fire. I'm saying, like, right. So, but I don't, I don't know. Ben Simmons thing is is is, is kind of rocky though because other teams gonna have the leverage. You feel like you have no leverage. What about Ben for like Julius Randle? Yeah. You like that? Yeah, that read. Because Julius Randle isn't like a like a like a Dane Lillard or like a you know what I'm saying? Like a player like that. Him and Ben Simmons is kind of in the same tier. You think he could play off of? MB very well? Julius Randle? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's nowhere near the defender, though, that Ben is. No, nah, but uh, you, he could defend. They basically play a lot, basically. And he had a bad playoff series against the Hawks. I mean, that still sits in my mind, too. He had a bad playoff series against the Hawks. Yeah, it was his first time in the playoffs. It, yeah. It happens. What about a mix of Michael Brogdon and uh, DeMontis Sabonis for the Pacers? Sabonis? You'll have to give, you'll probably have to trade Sabonis. I'd want Sabonis and Brogdon. See, I'm not giving you that because I know you're not going to be able to make up in the fourth. I'm not giving you a product. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to give you two players for one player if I know you're not going to shoot. I know you can't shoot. Are we sure that a coach can't bring that out of him, though? I'm saying, but that's why Philly hasn't gotten rid of him yet, because that's what the leverage teams are using. Because Philly won't play, like, because he got the, you know, he got the all-star title, so that kind of, like, that kind of, like, helps his, like, that helps a little bit. But after seeing how everything being played out, like, that's that's why they haven't gotten rid of him yet. 
Because teams keep probably doing stuff like that. Like, they want this, but they kind of arguing because because uh, it's Ben Simmons. That's how the way he play. Also, uh, he could potentially go to the Spurs. That was a deal that was talked about. I wouldn't want anything that they have with the Spurs. With the what the Spurs have, I, I don't see that. Like just Dejounte Murray and like Yaka Pertle. I, I just wouldn't. I don't know. Would you be enticed by anything the Spurs have? Nah, they'll still be. Yeah, I don't know though because. I mean, you could get like three really good. Pl- I mean, three really. I mean, I don't know. I I wouldn't. No, but you can get you can get you can get a good role player from the Spurs though. You know you're gonna get somebody that's gonna do their job from the Spurs though. Yeah, but I need more than a role player for an All Star. I need more than that. Uh, Luka Doncic has expressed interest reportedly in playing with Ben Simmons, so that would obviously mean that it'd be Chris Dapps for Ben, right? So if that were to happen, would how would Luka and Ben Simmons play off each other for you? They're gonna have to play like uh, him and uh, what's my guy? What's the big that starts for them? Excuse me, the big, the center that starts for Dallas. Porzingis. No, he is another guy. I think his name Paul. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I think his name Paul, but they have to play like a role like that. They'll be unstoppable, unstoppable in the pick and roll. Ben Simmons off that off that pick and roll, he rolled to the basket. That's either a lob or a layup. You think Ben would be willing to give up the ball like that, though? Huh? You think Ben would be willing to give up the ball like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you already got a guy that's 6'8", 6'9", that's going to be the point guard. And he can shoot. So you're not going to be you're not gonna be doing the same thing you want. Because all you got to do is just basically play like Justin Powell role. How would you feel about Chris Stapps in Philly with Joel? Does that work for you? I mean that doesn't work, but I'd love to see Ben and Dallas. I I love to see Ben in Dallas though, but I don't think that does nothing for Philly. That kind of helps me with Dallas and Dallas Philly. To be honest with you, Philadelphia wants a Damian Lillard slash Shea Gillis Alexander tier player. What do they have a better chance of getting, Dame or Shea? They can get it, Dame. But who's a Dame caliber guy that's available besides Dame? Probably. Um, I mean Kyrie. Kyrie. He. He. They've been talking about Kyrie. Kemba hurt. I would say Kemba, but he's hurt. Um. Yeah, you're right. How much does the? How much would that change Philly if Kyrie went there? How much better is Philly? They'll probably be a couple games better than they were last year. Or like a couple games better than they are now for real, because that's a perfect that's a perfect guard big combination for Kyrie and B and then B and B wouldn't have to be up top so much. Like you're trying to create that'd be all Kyrie. All you gotta do is just stay down low, let me dump it off to you if I need you. Or you gotta be able to to clean it up. That'd be a nice like guard big combo, Kyrie and uh, B. Kyrie is a winner, and that's that's one of the big reasons why I'm such an advocate for Kyrie. Because Kyrie one of the players that just wins, just like the win. I think it'd be the same, the same type. So I would love to see Kyrie in Philly, but if I'm, I think yeah, like you said, if I'm Philly, I'm Brooklyn, like they're gonna 
you can get you can get a couple players. You can get uh, you can get a, a Kyrie and a, a, like a like a Blake or like a Patty Mills or somebody, somebody like that. Maybe not Patty Mills because he just signed there, but somebody like that. You can get more than one. You can just you can get more than just Kyrie. Because with that with that trade, I'm telling you, it's gonna be like it's not just gonna be Ben for somebody. It's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy trade. Whatever trade they make. How would Ben work in Brooklyn? I think he'll work in Brooklyn. I think it'll work well because you got James Harden, and he's not even the scoring James Harden. So you know he's not going to be taking a lot of shots. He's going to be trying to distribute the ball. So if I'm Ben Simmons, same with KD, they're not ball hogs. They're going to make sure I try to get it. So I don't even have to worry about being the point guard. I just have to do my pick and roll and just stay play below the basket. And because I'm going to get, you know, this, I'm going to be in the dunker spot right on the baseline. I can get there one jump. I can post up, drop step, one jump, and I'm yeah, this is a dunker or a layup. Pick and roll, roll to the basket with KD or James Harden. That's either a bucket for the person that set the pick or for the guard with the ball. So I think it works and that's perfect. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and then cut up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to talk some more NBA. Cut up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk with Slab. Scotty Johnson with us. So, Scotty. Yes, sir. Give me some players this season who have pleasantly surprised you. Players this season that surprised me? Yes. Probably my guy from Golden State. Uh, he, he played for uh, Michigan, uh, Jordan Poole. He... he he might get most improved, either him or Andrew Wiggins. He definitely shocked me. Um, that's one player that shocked me. Somebody else. Hmm. Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma. He's averaging almost of, close to 10 boards a game right now. A lot of people got on Kyle Kuzma for being with the Lakers, but I call him the LeBron effect. Not even the LeBron effect. It's just what happens when you're – a great player, and you have to go play with other great players. When you're the third best player, you know, you're not going to have your high scoring average. And he's definitely, like, cool has been living up. Like, it's definitely him and Bradley Beal. Like, he's definitely the second best player on that team. So, Cool's definitely shocked me. I'm trying not to, you know, I'm trying to take a player that's like, that's not, like, big, too big name. But most of the big name, going big name. trying to think of, like, you know, young players that I don't know. That's about it, really, so far. That's about it. Kuzma. Oh, and, um, Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley. I didn't think. He's definitely been a steal. He's been a steal. He's been a steal. As far as, like, the young players in the draft. Because so far, he's playing like he's their best player. He can switch. He has a nice little hook shot. He can stretch the floor a little bit. He can roll. He can defend the perimeter. He can do, like... 
sky's the limit for him. I see a lot of AD in him. Do you see that? Yep. It was a steal. It was definitely a steal. AD slash KG. I, I don't know. But I don't know because I'll, I have he doesn't strike me as the score as those, as those two. But he's going to be a 20 to 22 point per game guy, you think, right? Yeah, he might get to 20, but AD and KG, they got to almost 30. That's... That's big name. That's big time right there, you know. He's also gonna he's gonna win a defensive player of the year though. Would you agree with that? Yeah. yeah. At least one. Like he's gonna be at some point in his career he will be regarded as one of the best defenders in the NBA. And if he if he stays healthy, he might, that's what I'm saying. He might be one of the ones that like keep that title like of being just a great defensive player in the league for a minute. Like for a beast, like he can hold that for a beast for like six, seven years. If he stays healthy, no matter where he at. So I just hope we keep him here, but definitely somebody that's shot. So give me some of the most fun and exciting players for you to watch as a fan this year. Like must see TV for you. Probably Steph Curry and um, Jason Tatum. Every time I watch them two and a half on TV so far this year, like they haven't disappointed. They, if not, they overexceeded. Because usually when I watch those players play. Especially just Jason Tatum and stuff. They don't really play like how people, how they get praised for. And I definitely like, when I was watching that Lakers game, Boston game, Jason Tatum definitely looked like he was the best player on the court the whole game. It was just his team couldn't, you know, we're going to do so much. But Jason Tatum, um, Steph Curry, who else? I like watching uh, the Timberwolves play. Why? Why do you like watching the Timberwolves play? I like watching Anthony Edwards play because he's a walking highlight reel. <laughs> yeah, Anthony Edwards is like at 26 right now, right? He's at like 26 a game? About 24, yeah. About 24, 25. I don't think he had 26, but is he probably at like 24. So all of them, him, Cat, and Delore are averaging around 20. So, like, you know, they got like three, they got three players averaging 20. It's going to be on like average like 26. But he definitely going to be up there in the next, like, couple of years. Oh, and he's hurt right now. But John Morant. John Morant. I forgot about John Morant. John Morant got bounced. Yeah, he's definitely one of the players I like watching. Like, definitely. One of my favorite players I like watching. But most part, I like watching the whole league, man. But those are those players I named definitely like catch my eye every time they're on TV. Like, I like watching them. For me, I'd say LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball is somebody I personally make time to watch. I don't know what it is. I just love LaMelo Ball. And I lo- and in terms of teams, I like watching the Bulls play. I forgot about the Bulls. Yeah, you're right. As a team. As a team. Caruso, Lonzo, DeMar. Like, Zach Levine, right. That's a, definitely a great team to watch. You're right. Because they're young. Too. Yeah. They share the ball. They move. They play great defense. Nothing personal against the Lamelo, but I'm a Zoe fan, and I have like this little thing with a buddy of mine at O State. Like, he's a big Lamelo fan. I'm a big Lonzo fan. So, if I had the choice to watch Lonzo over Lamelo, I'd definitely watch. Him. <laughs> well, I love watching Lamelo. I think Lamelo's way more exciting than Lonzo. Though I do enjoy watching Lonzo. I got you. I I, I very much enjoy watching Lonzo uh, play basketball, but I'm. Definitely more of a one of the players these in today's game that got like a little flavor to his game. Like I get what you're saying when you say you like watching the 
it says stop. It's weird. It's hard to call it. And Evan Mobley. I do like watching uh, him and the Cavs. Yeah. Give him some love. I, I see you over there giving us some love. No, uh, you know, it's made me watch more Cavs games than I would honestly normally watch because uh, he's just been such a special guy to watch. Uh, and he's just really exciting. So he is definitely for sure somebody too that I've taken some time uh, to really watch him play the game. Uh, in terms of teams, who's been the most disappointing team for you this year? A disappointing. I mean, the Celtics have been pretty disappointing. I think. As a team, probably Boston. As a team, probably Boston. They should be top four in the East, right? They should be top five. It should be tough. And what are they? Are they like out the playoffs right now? Like this? They're like seven. Yeah, they battle. They in that spot. Yeah, like that seven. What do you think? What do you think is going wrong for Boston? Because you mentioned this. You, it's not Jason's fault. Jason's just ascending and keeps getting better. What do you think the issue is? Um, probably just dealing with injuries and like constant roster like rotations. Like it's hard for them to have like a set. Yeah, see, they're out. They're in ninth seed, so. I think that their problem is probably coaching and uh, injuries. Well, it's not coaching and injuries, but I think it's I think it's like a little bit of everything. No. I think is Brad Stevens still the coach? No, he's the general GM. Emi Adoka okay. is the because what he was doing. Yeah, I think you're seeing it now. Though he's going to try to get the players there, the good players. So. I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's just a system what they got. They about to be in rebuild. But since Brad is the GM now, I mean, he's going to be scouting and looking for the players to bring in. So, I don't know, man. I think that, I think they just, you know, they in that turnaround, they in that rebuild. And a t- I'm trying to think of a team from the U.S. I don't think there's a team from the U.S. I mean, Portland's been pretty disappointing. No, but Portland, like, I never see Portland just one of them teams where like it really don't matter how they finish because you already know what they gonna be. You know, you get what I'm saying? Like you already know what they gonna what's the situation. I thought Sacramento was gonna be a little bit better. I oh yeah, Sacramento. That's another team that I like watching. Sacramento. I love watching Davion Mitchell play on defense. Like yeah, I'm I'm kind of off on De'Aaron. I think they need to trade De'Aaron. But I think they're a team that should be at least like eight or seven. They should be eight, but. The West is stacked. They should be at least ahead of Minnesota, but they're not even ahead of Minnesota. Minnesota got a shot to fight to go to the playoffs. So I would say, yeah, the team that disappointed me the most is probably Boston. Definitely Boston. How do you think Boston turns everything around? They got to start winning. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, do you think it's just the players, like the coach, like, how do they fit? Jalen Brown, Andrew, 
got Ennis Kanter. Got like a good, you know, a good core. But it's either one or two things. It's either the coaching or it's just the players. So I don't think the players. So I think it's more so having a new coach and dealing with the injuries. I think that's mainly the main issues. Would you not put Dallas in there as disappointing? Because I think Lucas still ain't, he's still on that path to find, like, just like how Trey Young is. Like, they still, they still on their path to, like, find out who they are in the league. I think, because Luca not even in shape. They was, they was talking about him last week. Like, last week, he looked at, like, like kind of chubby. They were saying that, like, he looked out of shape. Once he gets to that part in his career where, like, it's, it's constant. It's like, you know, everything is constant and everything is is flowing. Because I do think him and Trey Young, eventually, they're going to get to the point where they're going to be, like, top four, top five in their conferences, like, every year. Once they get to, like, that, probably, like, that sixth, seventh year. But by them being young, I still think they fight. And I'll, I give them a pass because they're young. And you can't do, like, you can't do everything. Look, it took Steph Curry, what, seven, eight years before he could start legit, like, winning, playing, like, winning basketball. I think, like, you know, things like that just take time. So, And by him still being in the playoffs, that's still a plus. Because if you're a player that can just get to the, your team to the playoffs by just your talent alone, then that says something. And Dallas has a good – they're one of the teams that has a great core, too. I would say Dallas would be one of the teams I like watching them play because I, they, they do move the ball. And out of the way, Luka just – Gets their offense going, and then their size and length, it just it looks crazy. So, I think they're just young. I wouldn't say they're disappointed. Now, Jason, I want to go back to Celtics. Jason Tatum, is he a top 10 player in the NBA? It depends on who you ask. For if you. he got players, he might be in my top 10, but if I had a list of players, I couldn't, like, you know. Is he better than Dame right now? Is he better than Dame? Right now, yes. Right now, playing what? Excuse me, playing wise, yes, like yeah. yeah. Okay, how about this? Let's how do about it. Like team success, just individual success. Is he better than Paul George? I would still get an edge to Paul George. Is he better than Jokic? No. Embiid. No. AD. Yeah, right now I get you. Oh, so you'd have him over AD? Right now. Right now. Oh, okay. So this is interesting. So, Jokic, you have him over... You have him over... Uh, no, you have Embiid, Jokic. Uh, who else did you say? Because especially Jokic, they play at, at, at MVP levels. Okay, how about Steph? Steph, right? Yeah, he's not better than Steph. Luka? You could argue that. Some people could argue that. LeBron? You could, and, uh, you could argue that. You know how people this. They're going to argue that. But this year, just strictly yeah. this year. KD? Nah. Okay, well, you all said you give it to Paul George still, so that's we're at six players. Jimmy Butler? He having a better year. But Jimmy ain't been playing, though, but he having a better year. JT yeah. having a better year. Harden? Jason Tatum is having a better year. Trying to think. Uh, who else? Is there somebody else that I'm missing here? Oh, John Morant. Or Trey Young? 
Yeah, Trey Young, John ja Morant. Him and Trey Putt, they have like the same. They have been on the same, like 25, 26. What about Ja? He having a better season. Ja's it's having a better season? No, Jason Tatum. It's just Ja's impact on his team is just kind of like Steph Curry. Like, he make his team better. So oh, we we'll, like the high scoring 20 because he goes. I think, think Ja is like 22 and like 9. We, we also forgot the elephant in the room, Giannis. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, so we're at seven. Uh, Bradley Beal? No. Devin Booker? No. Donovan Mitchell? You could argue that. You could argue that. He, he, he It's a toss-up. You could argue that. Because Utah winning, but they ain't winning because of Donovan Mitchell. They winning because they got a good system. So, so right now, you have Jason as high as seven. It seems like as low as like nine or ten. Yeah, he'd probably be like between like eight and ten. So officially, don't where Scotty stands on Jason Tatum. Hashtag special. Uh, some teams that have surprised you. For me, it's the Bulls. They're the two seed in the East right now. Uh, better record than the Bucks at this point, which is shocking. Uh, who's your surprise team? Probably Washington. Even though they the seventh seed died in the Cavs, I think the Cavs was going. They're top four right now. I didn't think that. I didn't think we'd be top four, bro. Maybe top. I thought we was going to be like the seventh, sixth seed. Definitely not top four. Chicago definitely like surprised me too. Most of the teams in the West, I thought they'd be doing what they did. I thought the Warriors was going to be top five just because I'm a Steph Curry guy. Like Phoenix is still, they coming off what they came off. They're still, you know, coming off that momentum from the finals. The Lakers, the Clippers, Dallas. I mean, not Dallas. Um, yeah, Lakers, Clippers, Dallas, Memphis, Utah, Denver, Golden State, Phoenix. I'm one of the top teams, probably the top teams everybody had going like to the playoffs. Like that's really like not surprising. Most of the surprising came from the Eastern Conference teams because I didn't think Washington would be. Washington was one of the worst teams in the league. Like, last year they were the AFC. They fought for the AFC, but the year before that, like they were terrible. Now, like they're back to competing, playing champ, like, not championship basketball, but playoff contending basketball. So Philly, I mean not Philly, Cleveland, Chicago, and Washington definitely like surprised me the most. That's all very fair, Scotty. I want to thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. It's always a pleasure. And once again, I want to thank Scotty Johnson for coming on the podcast. Always appreciate it when Scotty can come on. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode. The 366th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.